0: Hey folks, Pastor Eric Tritton here from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio. Thanks for taking a moment to be with me. Um, I'm actually recording from home today. Um, the uh, uh, the COVID numbers are going up and uh, I've been a little bit under the weather. And so I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of those ones who are waiting for test results. So we'll see what happens, but I'm feeling pretty good. Um, and... Uh, Uh, And we are in the Epiphany season at church. And uh, this is a great time of the year. Uh, It's got some wonderful themes connected to it. We talked about Epiphany uh, last week in terms of the coming of the wise men and the importance of that. Um, But that word Epiphany, it just means to let light shine. And um, as we think about light shining in the darkness, we think about passages like 1 John, or John chapter 1, that says the light is shined in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. In this idea of the gospel going out, this light shining in the darkness for, for people to see so that they can come to faith and believe in Jesus. And that's a, a big part of the Epiphany season, um, and paired with that, uh, the assigned scripture readings for the Epiphany season come to us out of a kind of an interesting book, um, the the letter to the the Corinthians, 1st Corinthians. And uh, if you know about the letter to the Corinthians, this letter is written to a congregation that's going through all kinds of trouble. And part of that trouble is understanding who they are as the church, Uh, That is, as the people of God, people who have been uh, washed in Jesus' blood, claimed in baptism, who are being formed by the Word and the work of the Spirit in their life. Um, This year, we're going to focus on chapters 12 through 15, but if you are following the three-year lectionary, the three-year reading plan, you you will read through across that whole book uh, across a three-year period of time. We just happen to be uh, toward the end of that this year. Um so across the Epiphany season, I, I see two themes that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, one of them is the revelation of Jesus and the gospel. How does Jesus become known to people? How does his good news of his death and his resurrection become something that people can hear and believe? And then the other part that we're going to deal with is the life of the church the life of the people of God, uh, people who have been baptized, people who have heard the word and come to faith, uh, people who walk by faith, who are the body of Christ, all of these these images who have been engrafted into Christ. Uh, We're going to talk about who we are in light of Jesus' salvation, in light of this revelation that that God sent his son in order to redeem us and in order to make himself known to us so that we can know his love and forgiveness in our lives. So at Gloria Day, uh, we often talk about the work of the church in kind of three categories, uh, gathering people to Christ, building believers in Christ, and serving the world as Christ. And we're really going to be focusing on this first part of it, gathering people to Christ, which can be talked about in two ways. You know, again, in one sense, we're gathering people to Christ whenever the church gathers, whenever the people of God come together uh, in order to hear his word and to re- receive the, the the forgiveness that he gives us in his word and in the sacraments. But we're also talking about how does this word go out that others might believe, so if you, you take these these two themes for Epiphany, the revelation of Jesus Christ in the gospel and the life of the church, and you, you bring them together, you, you get kind of this idea that uh, what we're going to be thinking about is the work of God through the church to reveal Jesus' salvation to people that they might believe and be saved. I'm going to say that again. Um the, the, what we're kind of looking at here is this idea that the work of God through the church is to reveal Jesus' salvation to people that they might believe and be saved. Or at least that's a, an important part of his work. And we call that work, um, because we're the church and we have this um, long uh, heritage with, uh, with Latin, uh, we call that work the Missio Dei missio dei, the mission of God. And there are a couple of thoughts that I would put before you about the mission of God as we go through this. And we're going to kind of touch on this throughout the next several uh, uh, weekly word messages as we we think about God's epiphany in Jesus and the work that he's doing in our lives. Um, The mission of God is God's mission. And that's that might sound kind of obvious, but it's a really important idea. Whenever we think about the mission of God, a lot of times people will get really worked up about what what do we have to do in order to get the word out and in order for people to to hear the gospel and to come to faith. And I'm not saying that those aren't worthy topics for us to think about and to strategize in. Um, but it's good for us to remember that God's mission is his mission, that he is at work in this, and it's not completely dependent on us. Uh, In fact, it's not dependent on us at all. Uh, None of us can convert another person or or bring another person to faith. That's God's work. That doesn't mean that we ignore this. There, There is stuff that God will use us to do, but our confidence when it comes to the mission of God is in that God keeps his promises. He wants to be known. He wants to be found. So he has placed himself, his promises, his word, in places where he can be found. And some of that is in you and and, and me, and in the gathering of his, his people. Jesus says, quite bluntly, that his mission is to seek and to save the lost, um, and that that was us apart from Him. That when we were in our sin, we were lost in our our trespasses and in our sins. And Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has come and He sought us out. He saved us. He's redeemed us. He's made us His own. So we're now part of His flock, which means that we're following Him. And if the mission of God is God's mission, and Jesus is going about this mission, and we're following Him, guess where we're going to be found. the Missio Dei, we're going to be found in the mission because we're following Jesus into the mission. And on top of that, we talk about the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, In in the small catechism, Luther talks about the Holy Spirit saying that his work is to call, gather, and enlighten um, the whole Christian church on earth. That when we come to faith, it's because the Spirit has been calling that that he has been gathering, that he's been enlightening. He's been doing this work to to gather us together into Jesus to give us the faith that actually takes hold of his promises and receives his grace. And God uses people to do this work. As I said, Jesus is on this mission and if we are his flock, take that imagery, we are following him into the mission. So, when you think about this, who's, who is doing this work of, of the mission of God? Who is God using to do this work? Is it pastors and missionaries? Yeah. Yeah, we do this. Anytime that we're out proclaiming God's word and we're, we're sharing the hope that we have in Jesus, um, we are acting within the mission of God. How about parents and grandparents? Absolutely. Uh, the work of parents and grandparents in their kids and grandchildren, it's some of the most important witnessing work that, uh, that there is. And uh, uh, I urge you, parents and grandparents, to share your faith with your children and grandchildren. Uh, it will be formative for them. Uh, you have a unique place in your relationship with them to share the hope that you have in Jesus with them. Can this mission of God take place between friends and neighbors? Absolutely. How about enemies? Yeah, actually, that can be a very interesting context that God uses, where He places us in conflict with people in order to be people who demonstrate His grace, in order that His grace would be heard and seen and people will come to faith. So um, as we think about the mission of God, uh, God is at work in this world. You know, I know sometimes we feel like we're we've got to do it all on our own, but that's just not true. Um, God is at work in this world. He wants to be known and he will use himself, he will use you, excuse me, he will use you to introduce himself to others. And I want you to Please keep that in your prayers as we go through the epiphany season. Pray about how is God going to use you? How is he going to use your church in order to bring people to faith? So you've got an individual side of this and you also have a corporate side of this. How is he going to use you? How is he going to use your church in his mission? And the prayer that I actually want you to pray, I want you to kind of get a little bit specific about this, is part of the Lord's Prayer where he says, thy kingdom come. When we pray thy kingdom come, it's not just that we're asking for Jesus to return. We're actually asking that people will become part of his kingdom, that his grace will extend to others, that people will hear the gospel. And so when we pray the Lord's Prayer, whether it's together or whether it's as uh, uh, individuals in our personal devotion, I really want to encourage you when you get to that part of the Lord's Prayer and you say those words, thy kingdom come, I want you to think about the work of of the Holy Spirit bringing the forgiveness and salvation to people, gathering people into the church. Thanks for taking a moment for being with me in this uh, weekly word, uh, God's blessings, and uh, hopefully I will be seeing you soon. God's peace be with you.